and we just give everyone like a sword and we train to like duel you know that way when you have a problem with someone and you like prepare to duel just like dueling at like the start that was like the only good thing we did at the start is outlaw dueling (laughs) well maybe we should bring it back i don't know daniel feel free to cut all of this (laughs) hello and welcome to the art of costume podcast i'm elizabeth joy glass and I'm Spencer Williams. Elizabeth, it's the end of Fairytale Romance Month. I know. I'm I'm disappointed a little bit, but I'm happy because we got to watch so many great shows and movies. It warmed <laughs> my heart. Oh, yeah. My heart feels so warm. <laughs> I which, which, What do you think was your favorite, Spencer? Um, I definitely Enchanted enchanted 100 percent. i love that movie so much and it made me so happy and elizabeth knows i've been singing the songs like non-stop for like a month literally get on the zoom and he's just like singing true love's kiss just like i've been dreaming of a true love's kiss <laughs> just singing away to his heart's content uh i gotta say i loved diving back into pushing daisies that like it was so much nostalgia and like i I love going back to things you watched as a kid and now you're an adult and you're like oh i understand now (laughs) right i think the most thing i'm thankful for out of fairytale romance month was definitely pushing daisies i'm glad i really picked up that show um and now i'm sad that's over <laughs> but also i really liked carnival row also i'm excited for that show to come back i you know that's like a new favorite show of mine i know i'm so excited for that and just like our interview with mona though was incredible like i had such a good time with her it was so fun i'm obsessed with her i've listened to that interview a couple times now <laughs> hey it's <laughs> it's one that's easy to listen to over and over again something that's easy to watch over and over again spencer what did we watch this week uh this week to wrap up fairytale romance month we watched one of mine and elizabeth's favorite movies stardust i love this movie this it's such an adorable movie based on one of Neil Gaiman's incredible graphic novels. It's just, it makes it makes you so happy. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I remember watching this all the time when I was younger, like putting a DVD over and over and over. And yeah. you know, just, I'm going to watch Stardust tonight and probably tomorrow too. It's just so good. And, you know, the task, the, ooh, the task, the cast is super talented. I mean, Robert De Niro, Michelle Pfeiffer, Claire it's, Danes. It's full of like stars that were like big at the time. And then like so many people who were just starting out who would become big stars like Charlie Cox, Claire Danes, Henry Cavill. Like, <laughs> like this is like the the very start of their careers. And it's just like, oh, wow, they really did their casting. Oh, yeah, that's so good. I'm just so excited to jump into this. Shall we get to it? Let's let's give us a summary, Spencer. All right. In a countryside town bordering a magical realm, a young man named Tristan ventures to retrieve a fallen star for his beloved. 
What Tristan finds, however, is not a chunk of space rock, but a woman named Yvaine. Yvaine is in great danger, for the king's sons need her powers to secure the throne, and an evil witch wants to use her to achieve eternal youth and beauty. And that is Stardust. That is Stardust. That's your spoiler warning. If you haven't seen it, what are you doing? Go watch it. It's on Netflix. 2007, yo. Like, come on, get it together. You, you've had like 15 years. Go, go, watch it. And then you can come with us behind the wardrobe that was brought to us by director Matthew Vaughn and costume designer Sammy Sheldon, who... Sammy! Woo, 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 She's woo. amazing. Her notable work, one of, another one of my childhood favorites, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. <laughs> love that movie. We should do that at some point. I never got into that movie. I love that movie. It also made me read the book, which I love. And I was like, I'm going to read all the books. And then I never did. Um, we'll have to go back and watch it because I think I remember falling asleep. So we'll have we to do. give it a go. Bilbo's the main character. Okay. So okay. I think Which you'll Bilbo? like it. Bilbo. Um, young Bilbo. Okay. I, I can't remember <laughs> his name right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyways. She is also responsible for the costumes of Kinky Boots, V for Vendetta, Hellboy to the Golden Army. Hello, that's a good movie. Yes. Kick-Ass, X-Men First Class, Ex Machina, Ant-Man, Jurassic World, Fallen Kingdom. One of your favorites, Spencer. <laughs> and most recently, Eternals. Yes. Oh my gosh, her costumes for Eternals, amazing. Beautiful. So good. Best, best superhero costume i think i've seen like since iron man oh <laughs> i i really i really love the costumes in that movie the movie was a little weird <laughs> but i'll defend that movie to the day i die but i get what you're saying yeah i i enjoyed it i just thought it was i was like there's a lot going on here um and right now S sammy sheldon is working on Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. So <laughs> more from her. So excited. Yes. And unfortunately, because this movie is 15 years old, there's almost no information no. <laughs> about the behind the scenes of the wardrobes. I, I was able to find like, I, I pulled out our old DVD of it. <laughs> And there's like a 30 second clip of Neil Gaiman like visiting her oh, in man. her workshop and a, like a tiny little clip where she talks about one of Yvain's dresses. So I'll just I'll talk about that in the show right now. We're going to take a little little break and be right back. ready to cross the wall into some magical realms and villages and pirates and witches and knights and oh no dragons this time dang it you know i am you know <laughs> i am <laughs> let's do it 
The movie opens on a English village of Wall where you see a young Dust Dunstan. Why did I have to make his name Dunstan? Why can't it be Dustin? Like, come on, let's not make this hard. I don't know. <laughs> but it's the incredibly attractive Ben Barnes, so I don't care. <laughs> um, he passes the wall into the magical realm of Stormhold and meets Una, uh, the enslaved princess of a witch. Nine months later, Tristan is born and the rest is history. Yeah. So this is like the cutest opening because first off, we have incredible narration by Mr. Ian McKellen. Mm-hmm. So it's like, first off, you're like, have this soothing, beautiful voice bringing you into what is like a beautiful movie. It's all shot like it's very cute and like colorful and then you have this like quick little like 30 second romance right. between una and tristan's father <laughs> it's so quick how they get together it's just like that i'm like is that how i guess that's fairy tale romance for you but it definitely is fairy tale romance it's never worked like that for me before so wouldn't that be nice <laughs> i love una's costume though it's but like does it remind you of agatha harkness like so much a little bit <laughs> a little bit but i'm like oh, of course this is how a witch like dresses her her slave girl like kind of cute but also kind of shabby <laughs> I love the light blue color, though, on her. Yeah, it's great. And I think it's like, it almost looks like an eyelet lace, kind of. So it's like a little little thicker than a normal lace. But it it looks great on her. It really, like, is suited to her body type. And then you just have Dunstan looking shabby. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he's looking a little shabby, but... But he still looks kind of put together. I like his ascot. Um, I don't think he realized he was going to meet the love of his life, you know, in 30 seconds and have a kid just like that. Yeah, I don't think he did either. (laughs) Um, I love, though, I'm like, why are all of, like, the movies we're watching inspired by are taking place in the late Victorian era? <laughs> right. Oh my gosh. I noticed that too. I'm like, didn't we just see these costumes in Carnival Row? <laughs> right? Carnival Row. Like, so what else? Ever after Enchanted. Um, also, Una's character, she's, you know, it's set in this like period setting, but she's essentially just dressed like Stevie Nicks. She has the choker, she has yeah. the shawl. <laughs> I love that. Stormhold's definitely a little, they're a little more like medieval-y in their styling. Right. Sammy Sheldon was watching a Stevie Nicks music video and was like, there we go. Which is what I would do, actually. So Hey, why wouldn't you? (laughs) But we flash forward 18 years. Tristan is now a young man who knows nothing of his magical heritage He's just struggling to find his place in the world and struggling to woo the village beauty, Victoria, before his rival Humphrey can propose to her. (laughs) Humphrey. Okay. (laughs) Let's talk about Humphrey for a little bit. (laughs) Sammy Sheldon perfectly put together a costume to make like the village like 
handsome tool, you know, like it's just so on the nose, but like subtle in the way she does it. But you just know immediately you're like, oh, I don't like this guy. Immediately. (laughs) Henry Cavill plays him perfectly, even (laughs) though I didn't know till this time around that that was Henry Cavill. Yeah, same. No clue. Blonde is not his color. (laughs) 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 But he really does. And it's just like the like walking stick. The, like, the fur-trimmed coat he's very put, put together. And just next to Tristan and his, his bowler hat, kind of shabby looking. It's like, well, of course she wants Humphrey, dude. Like, <laughs> No more bowler hats. I'm done with bowler hats. <laughs> <laughs> you were like, Carnival Row, yes. Everywhere else, no. Yeah. <laughs> I told you, we're back to the bowler hat thing. I don't like him. Only Orlando Bloom could pull them off. Exactly. But he is hopelessly trying to woo Victoria, who is just clearly not a good person. No, she's so mean. But like, you know, you said this before, a mean blonde. I get it. Um, Because she is beautiful. She's clearly like the cool girl in this town. And her... The costumes are, her outfits are brilliant. I, what is this construction that I'm looking at? It's beautiful. It's definitely that late Victorian going into Edwardian. It's, uh, I, I don't recall the exact like cut, name cut of the dress, but it, it's almost, it's like a drop waist almost because there, there is no waist pretty much it's just like an overdress with like this underskirt but it's all like it's tailored within an inch of its life and that (laughs) lavender color is perfect on her beautiful it's almost like she has an apron like embroidered into the front of her dress (laughs) yes because it's like the pattern on it it's like it has these little stripes in it so it perfectly like brings her in and then, like, the front with all just the little, like, details. But it's brilliant because this is just, like, a small village. So even though she probably is, like, one of the richer people in the village, it's not, like, overly elaborate. It's just nicer than what everybody else is wearing. Yeah, totally. Oh, I love that color on her so much. I just, lavender, we should all have lavender in our closets at this point. We should all have lavender and parasols. (laughs) We've seen a couple of parasols recently, and I think we we should bring them back. I, you know, I think that we should bring a lot of things back, except the bowler hat. Um, But lavender, parasols, swords. um, Maybe not swords. No, definitely swords and bows and axes. Yeah. All right. Yeah, because that'll be a great addition to our society. Oh, but see, we just, (laughs) I'm going into the spiel now. You brought it up. (laughs) I think the best way to get guns off the streets is collect them all, right? Put them in a big box and put them in a cellar. Okay. And we just give everyone like a sword and we train to like duel, you know? So then that way, when you have a problem with someone, you bow, you stand on the other side of the street and you like prepare to duel. Just we like outlaw dueling at like the start. That was like the only good thing we did at the start is outlaw <laughs> dueling. Except in New Jersey, apparently. <laughs> well, maybe we should bring it back. I don't know. <laughs> Daniel, feel free to cut all of this. <laughs> <laughs>
Moving on. <laughs> Meanwhile, over in Stormhold, the king is dying. And with his final breath, he decides whichever one of his sons can catch this magical ruby first will be king. However, when the ruby flies away, it crosses into space and causes a star to fall. Oh, I I forgot. I love the brothers. Yes. I forgot how freaking funny they are. It's been such a long time. It's one of the best parts of the movie. It's it's hilarious. Like you have the king laying there and they're like waiting on one of the brothers and like what a way to go out first of all. <laughs> He's got like Silk brocades, fur, this big jacket, all the pillows in the world. <laughs> like, he looks, he's going out looking good, this king. Yeah. And comfortable, too. That's what I kept thinking. I was like, ooh, he's nice and comfy. I'm jealous. Right? <laughs> but he's waiting on his son, and he's, like, lecturing them about, like, why is there still four of you left? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I killed all 12 of my brothers. And I was just like, oh, my gosh. And then so funny. The one brother that was late, the king convinces Septimus to basically sets it up. So Septimus can push him out the window. (laughs) But I love how this son enters because he comes in and there's like this like surge of music and he's like in this like red and gold and he just like his hair is flowing and he just looks glorious and then he just like gets pushed out a window yes it's so funny you're like oh this guy's like you know saying up to be like a big character in a film yeah and he gets tossed out a window it's so funny i just love all the brothers i really think that they should do like a prequel to Stardust where it's just focused on all the brothers oh with gosh, like, yeah. you know, most of them alive. And it shows how so many of them were killed. Oh, that'd be so funny. It shows how Una gets trapped by the witch. Because it's like, how does a princess just get trapped by a witch like that? Yeah, exactly. I need answers. I love how the costumes give each of the brothers like their own personality, though. Yes. Like clearly Septimus is like the evil kind of mischievous doesn't care about anyone soulless the guy played by mark strong right who (laughs) i love mark strong i always forget he's in things and then i see him and i'm like yes mark strong it's because he had hair in this movie i didn't know until like halfway through i was like oh that's mark strong Mm -hmm. (laughs) but each of them you know have their own personalities there's the one brother with the yellow and the green who just looks really clumsy um, yeah it's like of course he was the next one to get knocked off <laughs> right he dies via poison there's the one in the purple which you know he he's kind of hard to understand but he ends up dying too and the guy in the red he just says he's gonna die as soon as the starts you could tell yeah and i love primus is the one in like the gold and purple and he's clearly probably he's not a good guy but he's the best of the brothers yeah, I think he would have did some good things with the crown, but... But he still would have <laughs> murdered his brothers to get it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I like it because he clearly wants to be the king. He's got that, like, rich purple on. He's like, yes, I am ready for this. But probably the best part of this, and a part where I'm like, ooh, she had to think about the costumes, 
was the Ghost Brothers. Right. Because <laughs> it's like they're all they're all in black and white, just like floating around. But like she did the costumes perfectly because you can still see like the details, like the brother that gets pushed out the window. You can still see like the pattern of his clothes in his like ghost form. Yes, I love the one brother who looks like he like froze to death or something. And you could see like the aging and dying on the garment still, even though he's like a it's not really a black and white. It's more like a blue and white kind of like yeah. uh, ghost. And you could still see the detail of, you know, the aging and dying on a garment. I think that's so cool. And is the other one burnt? Yeah, I think so. He looks burnt and you could see like kind of like a burnt texture to his to his costume. So that's, you know, attention to detail. We love to see it. Yes. So Elizabeth, are we ready to go on a picnic? A picnic. We need to have a picnic next time we get together. I'm jealous of all these TV shows and movies having picnics. I want to go on a picnic. I've always thought picnics are overrated, but for you, we could do it. Okay. We could just do one in your front yard. You have yeah, a yard. I do. Yeah, let's, let's do that. Let's just do that. Okay. Um, but we're going to need as many candles as Tristan got for this little picnic, though. Okay. Sounds good. <laughs> Because while he's trying to woo Victoria with a little midnight picnic, they see the falling star from England. And Victoria's like, well, if you want to marry me, go get me that star. (laughs) Typical. Tristan's like, okay. (laughs) Toxic relationship. (laughs) Poor Tristan. Um, He straight is like, okay, I'll go get it then. But I I love this scene because, like, they really... Um, Sienna Miller, who plays Victoria, she plays her perfectly, plays her as like, yeah, just kind of like the girl who knows she's pretty and that's what she's like basing her life off of. But like the way she's costumed makes her look very sweet because she's got her little crocheted shawl and like very like pretty crocheted nightgown and looks very sweet in this scene when she's actually like getting along with Tristan. And it's like you kind of this scene kind of makes you get why he's going through all this trouble. Yeah. The costume kind of humanized her a little bit. Actually, she feels very like down to earth and sweet and gentle and kind. And maybe she is those things a little bit, but she definitely has like a deep, deep wall in front of her to, you know, keep up this facade of the mean, pretty girl in town. Elizabeth, let's talk about the witches, because that's what I really want to talk about. (laughs) Let's talk about the witches who see the falling star and they're like, oh, let's get its heart so we can be young again. Oh, it's so good. This is like what I imagine Hocus Pocus would look like if it was a little bit more like PG-13. You know, like it's the Sanderson sisters, but a little bit more leveled up. Michelle Pfeiffer, just come on. Oh my gosh, so perfect. And like the the scenes with the witches, especially like in their home, they're it's very dark. It's very very dark. It's almost hard to see the costumes, but what Sammy did was just put so much much texture into them that that you can like define it from the rest of the set and what's going on. Yeah, it's very textured. You could tell that they've just been Sitting around and they're very nice. I think that their home looks very lovely. I would love to live here. Oh, yeah. Once it's cleaned up. <laughs> Absolutely. But you, could, 
you can tell they've literally been sitting around collecting dust since the last star. Like they have no energy to get up and go do anything. So they're just sitting around decaying, bored, bored, bored. Um, their wigs are so good. It's just everything is just so great. But what's even greater is when Michelle Pfeiffer's character suddenly finds a little bit more star juice. And now she's beautiful Michelle Pfeiffer. And whoa. I know. I, that's like one of the funniest scenes, too. Because the transition from her being old to like young again, flawless. And the way she's just like, yes, look at me is hilarious. <laughs> And she cheated to get like the little bone so she would be the leader. I was like, oh, so good. Such a great witch. Definitely one of my top 10 favorite film witches. Absolutely. Absolutely. <sighs> but Tristan discovers after he tries to cross the wall that his mother is from Stormhold and she left him a Babylon candle so he could go travel to see her. However, he uses the candle incorrectly, which brings him face to face with the star, Evane. Oh, man. Oh, my gosh. Claire Danes. Let's talk about Claire Danes. Oh, my gosh. So, so, so beautiful. It's ridiculous. So beautiful. And this is the dress that Sammy talks about a little bit in the behind the scenes on the DVD. And they said they had to think about it a lot because they wanted it to, you know, be a little bit like more medieval like Stormhold is. But they also needed it to be like otherworldly, like some where it looks like, okay, this is really what a star wears. So, you know, they went with kind of like a classic medieval cut, but they wanted the shiny metallic silk fabric so that it would cling to her body and really just emphasize that she is not of this world yeah it feels very statuesque to me the way it kind of like looks like liquid just kind of falling off of her very beautiful um it feels like a real life version of like a grecian statue and just that silver color is just such a good choice because you would think that they would go with white um, but the way that she shines, it like really comes off of that silver dress. It's just such perfect costuming. It is so perfect. And like, you can tell like they cut it on the bias because it just like clings to her the entire time. And I'm like, that must be like silk charmeuse or something. Cause it's just like, it's so shiny and looks luxurious. It's so beautiful. I want to touch it. I want to touch it so bad. <laughs> so do I, but <laughs> Things are about to get very complicated for her. The race for the throne is just down to Septimus and Primus now. And Lamia, our witch, has set out to find a vein. And she looks good doing it. Yeah, she does. I love her black dress. The All the like built up of the black and the tulle. Mm-hmm. So good, such a good shape. And I love, you know, when she's on her carriage that just kind of like trails behind her. It's yes. kind of like giving you that typical witch effect, but it's like in the fabric. It's not like a mist or anything following her. It's her clothes, which is so yes, cool. Yes, I, I agree. And because it doesn't look like a witchy dress. 
it doesn't. Like, the brocade they use on, like, the bodice and sleeves really breaks it up and makes it just a little more, like, oh, she's just a very regal individual. Um, I also kind of like the more modern neckline they put on it because it kind of, like, that's what I like about Stormhold. It's, like, there's no, like, set influence for it. It's a bunch of, like, little things that she really made a cohesive look out of. Yeah, it's it's kind of timeless, actually, Stormhold. You can't really tell what the influence is. It's medieval, but it's not really Victorian, but not really. It's, you know, it's kind of, you could tell it's inspired by a lot of different cultures and time periods. And I think her dress is one of the biggest symbols of that because, I mean, you would see this dress on a runway today. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I think that she's enjoying her new youthful life and she's she definitely showing off her body <laughs> when she's in her goat drawn carriage, which by the way, I, do people use goats for carriages? I didn't think so. I mean, you can, <laughs> it's just not very practical. It doesn't feel practical. <laughs> it's not, it's not. <laughs> Uh, one of my favorite parts though was always watching the witch every time she would do a little spell and she would get like quickly a little yes. bit older. That's such a fun little note. <laughs> it's so good. Ooh, did you see her sleeves? I didn't even realize the like her her sleeves. It has a little bit of like drape on it. Yeah. That's cool. Um, but Lamia quickly meets up with Ditchwater Sal, who tries to impede her quest for Evane. And Septimus gets better bearings on the direction for the ruby. And we also get to see, like, his royal guard in these scenes. And I'm like, they really, like, have an interesting take on what a guard would wear in this land. Because they're wearing ponchos the entire time. (laughs) I like it because, to me, it's very Septimus. You know, he's kind of like a cooler... A little bit mysterious guy. He's wearing all black and leather all the time. So to me, it's like, I don't, I think it's more fashionable than practical. Septimus has like a unique style. I think I'm relating a lot to Septimus in this moment because I think you are too. I I love the guard costumes. It feels, it makes a lot of sense to me. I love the guard costume too because, like, like you said, Septimus is always wearing leather and they look a little leathery. And then I also love their their tri-cornered hats because I'm just like, oh, okay. That's what we should bring back. Try try hats, the three-pointed hats, pirate hats. Pirate hats, yeah. Okay. <laughs> we'll bring that back, sure. <laughs> oh, oh, so now we've crossed the line, but we could bring back parasols. <laughs> <coughs> but when I want to wear a pirate hat, now I've crossed the line. <laughs> um but we get to see una 18 years later and i love that she's essentially kind of wearing the same thing but just like a little a little more suited to someone her age right it's it's essentially the same thing just with sleeves (laughs) it had like a pokemon evolution it's the same thing just older (laughs) (laughs) and we also get to see dishwater sal who is the the witch that's enslaved her and it's just like what are you trying to do get one over on a fellow witch like what is that (laughs) 
Especially if Michelle Pfeiffer walked up to me in that black gown, I would immediately know that I'm not just supposed to mess with this lady. Right? And it's like, clearly she's a better witch than you. Like, you're like <laughs> rolling around in a caravan and just like looking like kind of dumpy the whole time like she always like her clothes are always like a little ragged she's got like a million and two necklaces on like her hair is not done like what are you doing yeah she's i think that her costume really says that she travels a lot and she just loves she's kind of a little bit of a hoarder she loves to collect things including people um and she like you said she has like every single antique trinket uh, around her neck it's just a lot going on and i think it's actually genius in terms of the costume and we get some great scenery shots of michelle pfeiffer just looking out over the land and this is what this costume was made for how it just flows in the wind and looks amazing this is like a beautiful portrait just watching Michelle Pfeiffer and lots of black tool just staring out into the wilderness. If you just want to watch some like great cinematography paired with some amazing costume design, just watch these scenes where she's just like on the cliff looking out on everything. With her very fateful goats not far behind her. Exactly. Those poor goats are probably so tired. Probably. Well, Elizabeth, I think that we should take a break to go frolicking in the wilderness before we look at some more costumes. I agree. Go get your tri-corner hat. I'll get my parasol. ready for things to get crazy in this movie yes i'm ready oh so while tristan's away getting food Evane escapes from him with the aid of a unicorn but is <laughs> immediately trapped by lamia tristan is asked by the stars to go save her and he runs into primus who gives him a ride to the very inn lamia has set up to murder Evane. Yeah, it's a very crazy moment of events that's happening here. Um, but we get some visions of one of the stars who unfortunately became lunch for the witches. Yeah. And you could see that she was kind of wearing the same thing when she fell to Earth. I know. And I got to say, I love this idea that the stars, it's just like a bunch of like people chilling out in silk gowns and watching (laughs) us from above like i kind of dig that idea (laughs) yes that is how i'm going to picture the stars from now on in this like silver lame dress so beautiful so beautiful also beautiful how they perfectly matched that unicorn to a vein (laughs) yeah (laughs) like she looks so good on top of that unicorn like perfect the unicorn and the star just go perfectly. Yeah. They, can you imagine the costume designer? They like showed her a picture of a unicorn and they're like, you're going to have to make something that matches this. She'd <laughs> probably be like, okay. 
Uh, so let's head on over to the hotel where things are going really south. Um, my least favorite part is watching this goat turn into a man oh and jump gosh. around in a hotel. That is disturbing. It is the funniest thing. Mr. Weasley acting like a goat? Come on. <laughs> it is hilarious. So scary. Scared the shit out of me. <laughs> When he jumped up on the table, I was like, no. It's hilarious. Go. Mark Williams is an amazing actor, and yes. that just proves it. This movie proves it. So it is Arthur Weasley then. I was like, is that Mr. Weasley? I can't tell, but it looks like it. 90% sure that's him. I love it, though. And he's like the beard with the very simple clothes. She calls him Billy. Like, <laughs> come on. That was probably the easiest name to write in this entire film. Probably. Because <laughs> you can't pronounce anything else. Right. Uh, there's the one guy that turns into a goat and now he's a woman. I was like, hmm. I didn't need to see that either. I was like, just, we just got to ditch the henchmen. Do we need them? <laughs> just turn I, them back into I goats, this please. This whole scene is hilarious. And her trying to be just the simple innkeeper's wife in that, like, the flower bodice with the red shirt and the apron. It's just like, you're not a good person, but you put on a good show. Yeah, she's really convincing. She like totally went full medieval with like the crisscross and the bodice. And oh, it's just so good. I so love good. the red on her. Yeah, the red looks excellent on her. And I like the robe they chose for Evane because it's clearly like velvet. And it's like it's kind of shiny like her dress was. Yeah, it's so soft. You could tell that that's the point. They're trying to make her feel super comfortable so she glows. So they gave her the clearly the softest robe in all existence. But uh, clearly things go south. Primus is murdered by Lamia. Right. And her and Tristan try to escape, but they use the Babylon candle wrong and end up on the shit skyship. Of Captain Shakespeare, who helps them <laughs> on their journey. Oh my gosh, this is my favorite part of the movie. Me too. It's so good. I remember watching this when I was younger, and I thought Robert De Niro's character was probably the funniest thing in oh film. My like gosh, I, yes. I would watch it over and over and just laugh nonstop. And Robert De Niro is clearly like really in on the joke, and he loves it. Yeah. It's fantastic. And I always forget, like, he's done so many comedies. Like, I always just think of him as, like, a mafia guy. <laughs> <laughs> and then I see him in, like, one of two million comedies. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you're a much better comedic actor. Yeah, Robert De Niro definitely has a sense of humor. And, oh, my gosh, this is the first time we've had Robert De Niro on the show. Yes. Um, he's so brilliant. He plays this role so well. But his costume is so funny to me. Like, this, like kind of piratey but not really it's comfortable but you could tell like maybe he doesn't do a lot of work in it i don't yeah. know what's happening because it's like uh, his, his shirt his pants his boot all looks very practical but then he's got this like long like over vest that's like clearly you're not doing anything with that yeah <laughs> he has a little bit of taste in fashion which is kind of hinting at you know the scene of events we're about to see the makeover he gives Evane and Tristan. Oh my gosh, that blue gown she picks out 
Oh, man. Beautiful. Stupid. It's so good. It's so good. It compliments Claire Danes, like, perfectly. It's the perfect color on her. Oh, yeah. And it's, like, it's the first thing that really, like, brings her down to earth. Like, it makes it feel like she is part of this world. I'm obsessed with the princess theme that's going down on her bodice. It's, like, done in such a cool way where it's just... With the velvet and the blue, it's just, it's one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen. The velvet, the silk, the layered skirt, because it's like she's got like that, that first skirt and then the ruffles underneath it. And I'm just like the little, just a tiny bit of a bustle in the back, like nothing crazy. This color Perfect. palette on Claire Danes, it's just like chef's kiss is so good. It is. Ugh, blues, silvers, and whites. It's just so good. And Tristan's having like a good old time too. He cuts his hair to be longer. Right. Okay. (laughs) I was so confused by this because I was like laying on the couch, you know, like it's dark and I've, I felt like I was tired, but I don't think I ever fell asleep. I could have sworn his hair was shorter and I Mm -hmm. looked up at the screen and it was longer and I was like, hold up, (laughs) wait a minute. (laughs) Because Captain Shakespeare, he's telling them about his life and just being like, oh, I've done all of this stuff. This is who I am. And he's like cutting Tristan's hair like shorter and shorter. And then it cuts and his hair is like shoulder length all of a sudden. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, you clearly have some some magical powers mr shakespeare yeah he gave him like gave him extensions and then cut them or something yeah i don't know but i love that white overcoat on tristan oh my gosh yeah good the white overcoat which is like a very very simple underneath that coat is doing all the work for this costume but it's like (laughs) that's what it was supposed to do it makes him look dashing It makes him look like the future king of Stormhold. Like, I love it. It matches his new sword skills. Right. Oh, my gosh. He even has a new shining, like, sword. Like, everything's working right now. Just, ooh, so good. I do love how he tries to be, like, cool and, like, scary when he first gets on the ship. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, no, Tristan, that's not you. don't, Don't even try, sweetie. Um, also, I feel like Tristan and um, Yvain, they like have, they match too, which is really cool. Yeah. Um, the colors definitely work really well together. Yeah. And we have a new character come in who I always forget about. And even right now, I can't remember his name, but it is. Um, it's Ricky, Ver- Ricky it's Gervais. Ricky Gervais. Just being Ricky Gervais. <laughs> I know. <laughs> i always forget about this part too but looking like a medieval cowboy (laughs) what's happening here he has like the wildest costume on he's just like this random merchant and i'm just like wait you're in this movie i've seen this a million times but i can never remember that you're in it i'm here 100 for like the fuzzy cowboy hat like that's cool it's a choice. Um, <laughs> it's definitely a choice. And the whole costume is just like, oh, yeah, this is a scummy character. Great. <laughs> well, one of who makes all the right choices, though, is Captain Shakespeare dancing around in his wardrobe. Yes! Oh, so good. Uh, this used to make me laugh so freaking hard. 
And it still does, actually. It's just so good. This scene warms my heart because his crew, who's just a bunch of like gritty sea airmen, like are are defending the ship. They like <laughs> trick the guards and murder them all. <laughs> and then they go to save their captain. And they're like, we know, we know who you are, and we we still love you. <laughs> <laughs> so funny we've all been there in that moment where you're like dancing around in your room doing something totally ridiculous and then you know you look out the window and someone's watching you or your roommate walks in it's just so funny robert de niro dancing around and to the well, it's a can can i think yeah <laughs> hot pinks and feathers and Boas, purples, reds, the most fabulous Priscilla, queen of the desert wardrobe you could yes. ever imagine. Like the corset with like the petticoat. I'm just like, ooh, like you look good. <laughs> with the heart, with the, the heart. little heart makeup yes. on his cheek. Oh, that scene warms my heart, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Um, up to real quick talk about Septimus's guards again i did they their the colors of their uniforms like changed or something no which i think is fascinating because i went back and compared them because in, in that first scene where we talked to them they look very leathery but here they look much like lighter and in color and in feel and i'm just like what fabric is that because it it's really versatile to like all the different climates they go to yeah, now well, it feels like poncho-y now because, you know, they're like by the sea or up high, whatever's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, still, I like them, though. I like a guard poncho. Also in this scene, I noticed that there's like little tassels on the bottom of the <laughs> <Yes>. ponchos. <laughs> Septimus has style. I Septimus just... does have style. I love how he just jumps out the window. <laughs> right. I mean, <laughs> he made a right move. Uh, so now we get to see Tristan get back to Victoria um, he crosses wall. He leaves Yvain after they have a very steamy night together, which by the way, I'll say this romance kind of came together a little quick. I don't understand yeah. how like within two days she went from being dragged around by a rope to like saying, I love you like that. I feel but like they I were guess... on the ship for like, uh, like a couple days. I think they were on the ship longer than it seems. It seems like it, but I mean, Victoria only gave Tristan a week, so it's it had to have only been a couple of days. Yeah. Um, I guess that's just the power of fairy tale romance month, I guess. Anything could happen. Exactly. And they <laughs> only have like 90 minutes to do it, so <laughs> things got to go quickly. <laughs> Tristan shows up in his new white overcoat, and uh, Victoria is not exactly pleased with the star um, she's pleased with how tristan looks though yeah she's like oh hey a couple days work really did you some good um and henry cavill's back of course elizabeth <laughs> looking so dapper in like this black and blue three-piece suit he's got on and he's like ready to fight tristan again and tristan's just like no man and he's like yes i agree <laughs> yeah he pulls out a sword and he's like what are you gonna do about it and Henry Cavill's just like, nothing. I'm, I'm not going to do anything. <laughs> but then Victoria opens the bit of, he brought her a bit of Evane's hair to prove he found a star. And it's Stardust. And he's like, I got to go save my girl because she can't cross into wall. Yeah, so scary. But also I kept thinking, what was she going to do when she opened it up and saw hair, though? 
Like, Tristan, did we think this through a little bit? Right? Right? (laughs) But the only reason Evane's walking to the wall is because of the most useless innkeeper ever. Right. Incorrectly passes on the message. But I love how he looks because he looks like very fancy, but also very just like not like he has his shit together at all. To me, he looked like a truck stop kind of guy. And I just knew that there's no way he's going to do this correctly, Tristan. Come on. You have to know your audience. You, you should have, have gone behind know. the counter yourself and gotten a piece of paper. A piece of paper? I mean, we're not asking for much here. No. No. <laughs> but because of this miscommunication, not only does Evane get trapped by Lamia, but... Tristan's mother, Una, is also trapped because she tries to save a vein. Yeah. It's like the weirdest like uh, team that gets put together. Um, after she was driving around the cart with that other witch just being tossed around in the back. <laughs> she had it coming. She did. She did. But I, I love this end because it's like Michelle Pfeiffer is all old again. And her <laughs> costume is just like hanging off of her, yeah. which is it's hilarious and scary. Like they make her look so scary while wearing the same like beautiful thing she's been wearing this whole time. Yes, it's so cool. They just like destroy her mansion Tristan and Septimus kill her sisters and then she unfortunately kills Septimus, but that was probably a good thing because he would have he would have killed Tristan the moment he realized who Tristan was. Yeah, that's true. I love how he almost kills Una and then he's like, sister? And all the ghosts are like, sister. (laughs) So funny. I also did think about that. Like Septimus definitely would have killed Tristan at the end of this. Or at least tried. Yeah tried i although i feel like tristan would have just been like please take the ruby i like i don't want anything to do with this i love the scene it's so fun it's you know there's animals there's witches there's sword fights voodoo dolls there's zombies right septimus plays a really creepy zombie actually the movements in it it's kind of gross yeah i don't know how they did that um but it's very creepy uh, but my favorite moment is just watching the witches like fight with Tristan when yeah. when Michelle Pfeiffer is dragging that knife behind her. It's just making like that loud scratching sound. That's like great horror right there. I love it. Yeah. And the other sisters fighting with their magic and it kind of like illuminates their costumes this time. You can actually see and it's like rich colors, but it just all looks kind of like yucky and like used up almost yeah i wish we actually had a little bit more time at the scene so we could see each of them kind of like use their powers to see what they could do because you know that one witch she's like running and she jumps and flies but then she gets killed by coyotes like pretty quickly the other wife gets uh, not wife why did i say wife the other witch gets uh stabbed pretty quickly so i was like oh i want to see a little bit more witch action i love a good witch fight You know what I also love, though? A good coronation. (laughs) It's great. Tristan's mom and dad are together. And Una looks good. She's like, I am the mother of the king. And I'm going to take full advantage. Yeah, she does. Actually, for a second, I was like, is that Una? Like, it just all got put together real quickly. But she looks absolutely stunning, like royalty. And... 
Tristan's dad looks like he's just wearing what he was wearing from the beginning of the film. Right. <laughs> he, he has this look of, I'm just happy to be here. Yeah, he didn't even change. <laughs> and I love the sh- Captain Shakespeare and all the crewmen dressing up for the coronation and just being like, yeah, that's our boy. <laughs> yes, with a jolly top hat on. They're so happy. Love it. Uh, Victoria, though, is like, I screwed that up. Yeah. (laughs) Realizing she could have been a queen, but now she's stuck with Humphrey. Pretty embarrassing, Victoria. Not going to lie. But the two stars of this are Yvain and Tristan. Their coronation outfits. So beautiful. Those like royal blue robes with the fur i'm just like ooh, i want to wear that around my house yes i love that they used blue for the royal costumes it's such a good note because that's totally like the stars color scheme and they just brought it all together in the end with gold and blues and whites and silvers it's just so beautiful i i feel like i'm glowing as i'm watching the wedding And it it just gives you such a nice end because it's like, you know, they live happily and then they go off to live in the stars forever. And it's like, okay, yes, (laughs) perfect. Oh, so good. This brings us to the end of Stardust already. Such a great movie. It is. It is. I'm so happy we did this one. It was so good. And I'm so happy we got to watch it. It's been such a long time and it just it just made me smile i feel like i'm glowing just like the star so good and such a great cast too i'm so glad we did this i forgot how much i loved it spencer are you ready for one costume to rule them all i'm ready roll the track daniel (laughs) the one costume to rule them all okay so elizabeth we talked about one costume to rule them all during the break, but I've actually changed my answer since we last spoke. So have I. What? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Do you want to go first, Elizabeth? I do want to go first. My choice is a little bit of a, a double, a twofer, and it is Evane and Tristan's coronation outfits. It's beautiful, it's full of detail, and it's the culmination of everything they didn't even know they were fighting for. (laughs) (laughs) It's so true. It caps off the movie perfectly, and I just love them. It's a good one. Uh, My choice, it has to be, it doesn't, I shouldn't say it has to be, because we actually decide on something else, but I ended up falling for Michelle Pfeiffer's Lamea's black dress that she wears throughout the film. I just, after we talked about it and I saw how this dress just like moved in the wind, but then like to the words, the end of the film where she's like, just kind of like sulking through all of her clothes. There's just so much story in her costume. So I just feel like this first black gown that's so modern, so fashionable, it really just, it was so powerful and I loved it. That is a standout piece from this. Everybody, let us know what your one costume to rule them all choice is. And Spencer, what are we watching next week? (laughs) Ooh, I'm so excited. Next week, we have a very special episode. 
We are going to be talking about a film that we thought we wouldn't have a chance to talk about on this podcast, but we are going to be joined by two of our best friends, and we are going to be watching the first Twilight movie. <laughs> I am so excited just because as like millennials, these movies actually really did influence our day-to-day wardrobes, I feel like. <laughs> they did. We have to go back and dive deep and figure out what happened here, you we know? Gotta, we gotta go back. I'm also really excited to be joined by our two besties. It's our two be, besties are gonna be here. It's gonna it's be gonna great. It's gonna be messy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, great too. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, messy too. Messy too. It's gonna... If you think just the two of us can be hard to listen to, you're in for a treat next yeah. week. <laughs> but everybody, thank you for joining us. Um, if you would like to support us further, we have a Patreon. Uh, there's two levels. The first one, you got lots of fun little video clips and special moments that aren't in the episodes. Our second tier, you get a whole other episode every month. So please, if you are able and would like to support us, that would be great. Um, If not, if you liked what you heard, if you could just please leave us a little five-star text review and share us with a friend. That really helps us out. Uh, We would love that. And just thank you so much for joining us this week. Thank you for celebrating Fairytale Romance Month with us. We have a lot more of these themed kind of months coming up in the future that I'm really looking forward to. So Me too. Stay tuned. Keep listening with us. We have some great stuff coming. Everybody have a fantastic week. The Art of Costume Blogcast is hosted and produced by Elizabeth Joy Glass and Spencer Williams. Our audio engineering and editing is done by Dan White. Follow us on Instagram at the Art of Costume Pod or visit theartofcostumeblogcast.com for all blogcast updates. If you want to support the show, go to theartofcostume.com slash podstore. Or you can head over to patreon.com slash theartofcostume for some bonus content. For more costume reviews, deep dives, and interviews, head over to theartofcostume.com, a blog dedicated to highlighting the best in costume design. Um, where are we at? Who is that? It's the other star. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, who the fuck is that? <laughs> you see me tilt my head sideways. Good job, Spencer. <laughs> okay, why don't you bring us in?